0: Welcome to today's episode of Keeping It Simple. One of the most important decisions we make in life is deciding who to marry. But when I say that, I say it like marriage is a necessity in life. But is marriage really a necessity in life? Growing up in India, marriage was the obvious next step after finding a stable job. But over time, modern youngsters have begun to question the validity of this long-standing institution. So on this episode of Keeping It Simple, Sachin and I explore our own thoughts and feelings about marriage with a very special guest. Some key topics we explore in today's episode are how our thoughts about marriage have changed over time, the impact societal pressures have had on each one of us, our fears regarding marriage, and why in our perspective, having a spouse might not always be a bad idea.
1: Joining us today is our dear friend Gautam. Right after getting his engineering degree, Gautam decided to take an offbeat path and started work as a fellow at Teach for India, which is a nonprofit organization that recruits college graduates and working professionals to serve as full-time teachers in low-income schools. Now he's gone on to become the alumni impact manager at Teach for India. Gautam is also a very talented musician and is part of the duo band The Coconut Milk Project. Do make sure to check out their music. They make some really soulful tunes. Gautam, we welcome you to Keeping It Simple. We are so
2: happy to have you here. Oh my god, I didn't expect such a formal introduction from Sachin and uh, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I missed you guys a lot. Um, I'm very excited that we are on a call that's being recorded. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to
0: it. Awesome. Awesome. Bro. So we're like, uh, really excited to have this conversation with you and Sachin because, um, uh, in the past you have spoken pretty strongly about this topic. So I thought it'd be interesting to, you know, talk about this. So, you know, when I think about marriage, right. So I first thought, you know, let me, uh, go back. And think about the first ideas I had about marriage as a child, right? And the thing was, uh, for me, I think for most kids, the first introduction to the concept of marriage obviously is their parents, right? So the idea of your parents, at least for me, the idea of my parents being together was this uh, process of marriage, and it, for me as a child, it meant like, okay, that is something is that that we do. It's absolutely normal, and it is part of. It is going to be a part of my life as once I, once I grow up, and once you get married you have kids. Like, I didn't know how that happened, but it was like, if you get married, you have kids. So that is the process. And frankly, I was kind of excited about it. I don't remember why I used to get excited about it. I used to think of marriage as something I wanted to experience. And, uh, you know, yeah. that it is a part of everybody's life. So that is how my thoughts about it during my childhood was. What about you guys? How was it for you guys when you were little kids or whatnot? Uh, I mean, interesting topic, right? Because
2: at, for every stage of life that I've been through, my interpretation of marriage has been quite different. And like you mentioned, I mean, for us, the first uh, exposure to a marriage is when our parents, uh, with our parents, right? And and I, it was quite fascinating for me to think that uh, my parents were actually on a stage once upon a time and they were being blessed. And that's not the people I, I knew them. From right, uh, because look, my mom and dad they they share a very very formal relationship, and and my idea of marriage from what I've seen in movies was very very different from what was happening at home, and uh, it was a very a formal relationship, more like a contract, and uh, and there's there's a huge age difference as well between my mom and my dad, and I think that also played out quite significantly, and and each time I met someone who was who was uh, married my idea of the marriage kept changing. And as I went through, when I started dating someone, then I started thinking of marriage in a different way. When I uh, joined, when I started working, my idea of marriage started changing. When I was in college with friends, it, the idea of marriage was quite different. Um, so I think it's it's a lot to do with the kind of marriages that you're exposed to and the kind of people that you interact with, um, that your idea of marriages change a lot. And I would also think that the movies that you watch or the shows that you watch have a significant uh, role to play in your interpretation of marriage. Because in movies, it's it, it's always exciting and it's nice living with a the person. They make it sound very easy to stay committed to a person and to be in love with the person for a long time. But in reality, it's quite challenging, right? And I think I've seen that side of uh, a marriage with my parents also. Uh, so it was quite revolting. What was what I was seeing seeing in the movies and what was happening at home. And I've always had a lot of opinions of the concept of marriage for someone who's never been married, right? I've, I've, I keep saying that, like I have such a strong opinion about marriage, but I've never been married, so uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I find Gautam's answer initial answer. Very interesting, and I think I connect with it in many different levels. So when Gautam initially started off by telling that at each stage of your life, you have a different understanding of the concept of marriage, I completely agree with him. I think probably as a younger kid, uh, like the both of you, I was probably influenced by um, you know what what was around me, and uh, uh, the most uh, the most obvious relationship around me was my parents. Um, I was also exposed to my uncle and aunt um, as well. Uh, they had also recently uh, gotten married when I was, I think, quite uh, an infant at that point. And, you know, it was uh, I, I came across that, I saw that, and it was an interesting, uh, it, it was a normalcy that you get uh, associated with, and it's something that you assume for a long time that, yeah, this is the way of life also. And then as you get older, uh, as you as life happens to you, uh, many different things uh, or realities uh, shape your understanding of uh, of that of marriage as an institution, I should say. Um, for Gautam, as you mentioned, it was more, uh, you know, the movies and and books and stuff that uh, shaped uh, his understanding from, and also the relationships that you have come across. I think that holds true for me, too. Uh, and I don't think um, I ever had a rosy notion of uh, a relationship, uh, you know, based on what I saw on the silver screen. But uh, even so, you know, it's it's quite interesting, I should say.
0: Even I like fully agree with Gotham. I think I forgot about this. Even like movies and TV shows, I think they've had such an influence on me, even when I was a kid. And um, yeah, dude, like the way it was glorified, like every. I don't know uh, if I think back to the old movies that i watched, the main intention of every movie uh, that I used to come across uh, was the hero and heroine. The end, they need to get together. Okay. And they need to get together. And if they get together, obviously there is like marriage, right? So I think that also, uh, rather than saying it was just observing my parents and, you know, getting that idea in my head, I think that also, as Gautam mentions, the movie and the TV show part, I think that also had a, lot of influence on how I was uh, thinking. So, Kautam, going by what you said, uh, I presume
1: you're at a very different stage of life than you were when we were hanging out and having fun. Uh, What is your notion of uh, marriage
2: right now? I mean, good thing that you asked that, right? And when I was just, as you asked the question, I was just thinking about um, how it has changed. And and interestingly, it's gone the other way around because I, for one, I've always believed that um, and I've always felt that I'm, I'm mentally maturing quite at a slower rate as compared to the people around me, right? And like the idea of, uh, so I, I started earning when in 2015, 2014, and the idea of, you know, setting up a bank account, the idea of having like a debit card, the idea of, uh, running the house and, and and things like that i i felt like people around me were much ahead of of me in terms of you know doing things the adult way and one thing about that was the marriage thing and i and i'm sure you guys remember that the relationship i had with uh in college right and one of the main reasons that broke up was uh was because of the marriage thing so interestingly even when i was with that person that's I, actually that's the first time i actually Came close to a concept of marriage for me, right? And and that I was like miles away from it, and yet it was the closest I I had ever been at that point. Um, and I I was I felt like I was forcing myself to think maturely. In my mind, I was like I I know I'm not mature, but because of this person who who told me that she'd like to have a life with me and things like that. And I was 21 at that point, and I I could sense that I was forcing myself to think of of marriage as a concept and and I I knew for a fact that if anything if there's one thing I was sure of was that I did not want to spend my life with that person uh and interestingly right I mean when I started dating this person it was a very and and thanks to the movies also and it, like in, in my initial relationships I used to think that uh like in a very hormonally driven brain i used to think that oh my god marriage would be so cool i would get to stay in the same house as this as this person and i'd get to do whatever i want like how many how many times i want like on a daily basis and shit like that and then I, i i got into this relationship and i was like and it was long distance for most part so that kind of added to the hormonal the lack of an outlet right and when it got to the when i started acting when i started realizing what this would mean then I started fearing the concept of marriage because I was like I I no way I would want to live with this person uh like for the rest of my life right I think the rest of my life is is something I am not sure people who get married realize that you know what this is this is something that you're committing to the rest of your life I mean yes you can get out of it in between but and and like as I went forward uh, after that initial relationship that was a close call and then I I fell in love with another person. And with that person, even though we got into the relationship knowing that we don't have a future together because of religion and all that, we I enjoy, genuinely enjoyed spending time with that person. So then my idea of marriage started changing. Maybe this is what a marriage should look like. We're not in each other's faces. We're giving each other so much space. Uh, but we're just committing to work, to building something together. right? And, and like we used to stay, we used to like... Uh, like practically living living together, uh, for most part of the four years I spent with that person, and I, I realize you know I I actually like this idea of of uh, of staying with a person but still not in each other's faces. but I'm not comfortable with the idea of calling it a marriage where certain things are expected of us, not from each other but from the people that we are with like extended, like family and extended family and society and things like that, so that became such a revolting revolting thought in my head because it, i i i was like if i ever want to get married it, it it should be because i feel the need for it and not because someone else needs it or someone else wants me to do it and uh, i think i've always right now that's my my frame of mind and the idea is quite scary to me right now but i'm like maybe there would be a time in the future maybe like 5 years 10 years where i feel like okay maybe i need one person that i can come home to or 40% of the time, I think that way. But 60% of the time, I'm like, I, I think I'm actually okay alone. Like, I, I genuinely like spending time alone. I like my space. I like my mom and dad. And I love staying in the same same room as them or the same house as them. Uh, and I can't imagine prioritizing another woman over my mom, right? <laughs> like I, I keep thinking, like, now, let's say there's a movie. I'm in I'm in town. I have a wife. And my mom's also there. And on a Friday night, I'm like, I need to go for a movie. And... I'll have to choose between uh, between my mom and my, my wife. And I'm like, I don't think I'd ever pick my wife. I'd still pick my mom to go. Um, and that might not go well with the wife. And if I pick my wife, I, I'm sure that won't go well with my mom as well. I'm not claiming myself to be a good son or anything, but I just don't think my parents deserve to have, uh, to be deprioritized at any point. I, I know it sounds very like a... Like a saint-like son, but uh, like mentally, that's where I am right now.
1: I think more than saint-like son, I think uh, you're probably blessed with uh, uh, really wonderful parents. Uh, I mean, if it uh, incites such a a reaction uh, in you, it just speaks volumes of uh, them. But it's also very nice the way you articulated uh, uh, your outlook on uh, marriage uh, with each relationship that you had in each stage of your life uh, it it it's pretty cool and yes as you're young you know it's hormonal uh, it's driven by that and then as you age and as you get older then you know priorities of your life change uh, and it's it's interesting you know you paint a very beautiful picture when you said that.
0: Gautam I also wanted to add to this Uh, So is the biggest factor for you, the fact that turns you off from marriage completely, is it this uh, point of having to share your priorities or having to manage that? Um, So is it the biggest thing or are there other big factors? And uh, like, I don't know if this counterintuitive, like, is there anything that attracts you to the concept of marriage? So, I mean, good question again.
2: Thank you so much. I'll tell you why, because it's multifold, right? And the thing is, and actually, to counter to such counter Sachin's initial point, I don't think my parents have a good marriage. Like I personally don't think uh, my parents—they are great parents, but I don't think they are a great couple at all. I, and I personally don't. I've actually thought about this a lot of time. I've like I've written about this in my diary as well. If my mom were a little more independent and she were working and, uh and if her parents were still around, I don't think. Uh, my parents would be living together right now, because I they're great parents. Like to me and my sister, they've been great parents. But I don't think they've been they've had a happy marriage. And because, it, uh, like I told you, that right, there is an age gap, and the way my dad operates is very different from the way my mom operates. The priorities are different and things like that. So I think growing up, one of the main reasons I fear the concept of of a marriage is because I see my mom and dad, and I would lose my shit, which is why I kind of fear i kind of fear the concept of a marriage because what if the initial two years are all like a honeymoon like a honeymoon phase and then like reality hits you and by then it's too late and you are all already into this and you've kind of committed to this and yeah. yeah so i think that is one one thing that kind of scares me about a marriage uh, i would like i would really dislike being in a marriage that like that of my my, my, my parents um, the second thing that as in something like to add to Achu's point, if there's something that attracts me about a marriage, um to be honest, no. Apart from societal fear or being ridiculed by society for being single, I'll give you a small example. So my uh my, my mom's part of this WhatsApp group with her 10 standard buddies and and like recently she just told me hey can you add some of my friends on Facebook and I was like cool and like I I logged into her Facebook and I was just finding people and I was just adding them and and I saw one of her classmates and I said should I add him and mom's like yuck don't add him no one likes him because he's unmarried and I'm like okay that that is that's not a nice thing to say and maybe that was his choice to be unmarried and she was like no but why would he why would he stay unmarried and that's when I realized my own parents think so low of a person who's unmarried and what am I claiming? What am I even aspiring to? I, I I dream of getting married when I'm like, even if I want to get married, maybe 35, 40, that's when I want to get married. But I'm like, I will not have any respect for my own parents. And why am I building like castles in the air? No, like, so that I was just thinking about that as well. Um, and if there's something about a marriage that excites me, to be honest, no. But I feel like there is hope and that's like a one in a million probability, which is why um, the the relationship that I was in with the the person for four years was like that, where we weren't in each other's faces. We had our own space. We had our own lives. We had our own jobs and we had our own set of friends and we had common friends. and It was more like, uh, I enjoy your company and I like being in your company, but you're not my life. Right. And I think if you can mutually reach that place with uh, another person. Then, yeah, I think the concept of marriage can work. I'm not saying it's it's a beautiful idea and things like that, but I think it can work just to kind of be OK or de- to be certified OK, according to society standards. Because I feel like a person should do it only when he or she feels a need for it. And again, in my my family, I've seen I've had experiences of like my, old sis, my own sister kind of went through a tough time when a, my parents were asking her to get married. Like she waited, she waited till she found like the right and she was like, "Yeah, actually, I like him. I, I can go ahead with this." Uh, so I've seen both extremes in my family. Um, so yeah, right, but nothing attracts me about the marriage. But I I think that yes, if you can reach a consensus with the other person, saying, you know what, I think we can have a working partnership. Uh, then we,
0: yeah, this might work. I think it was uh, really brave of you to like say that and you know say that openly, and I think that was amazing. Um, and you brought up um, the point of need, right? I think that is one more thing that I am struggling. I am struggling with nowadays, right? It's uh, even I somewhere think uh, that someone needs to get married when they, when they really need it. But this need is a very, it's a very vague question. Like, what do you mean we need it? So what is it that we need? Right? Do we need, it's like we cannot exist without a companion or is it just that I need someone to fulfill my um, needs, like social needs, my physical needs, my emotional needs, even economic needs. Is it that or even if I find a person with whom I love being with, and, you know, uh, now I'm thinking, why do we, I can just be with that person without, you know, being married. Right. So all these sorts of water bothering me right now, that is my current state of mind. I just wanted to put that out there. Um,
1: it's interesting like uh, even the recent point that you made, right. Uh, it, it makes me uh, see because, you know, I've lived uh, both sides of the ocean, I should say, um there was more of a collective um i should say community-based mentality uh, when i was in india and in the u.s it's more of an individual-based mentality and the concept of marriage to me is a communal contract right where you are trying to uh, declare to the community that hey uh, you've gone into this arrangement with this person um you know so this is how things are going to be this is how you're going to keep your end of the bargain this is how she's going to keep her end of the bargain right uh, and to me um, you know as i grow older to me that seems very limiting uh not not in the sense of you know just having to be with one person or whatever not from a, a polyamorous or a or a monogamous uh perspective i'm just talking of it from the perspective of uh, an institution as such which is uh, probably decaying in its value for me marriage as such is very very important if you choose to have kids because uh, when it comes to kids that's when the contract of marriage for me holds um, all the more important if you're just choosing to be with a person then it's about staying true to your commitment uh, to that person irrespective of what a piece of paper uh says or you know how uh you know wh- what's defined in, by the piece of paper that you know uh your contract
0: uh, Macha, but don't you guys think uh that that piece of paper was made for a reason uh the the the, the concept was brought about for a reason right because uh to maybe in some way establish uh a social order, right? Uh, and if we, I don't know how much it applies uh, to the present times, but you know, if everyone's just let let free and you know people just do what they want, do you guys think that would have a like a weird impact on the society? If we give everyone this freedom of choice that you don't really have to bind yourself to someone else uh, through a contract, maybe things can go awry. Things can go out of uh, place.
1: Yes, yes. I agree with you uh, completely, Achu. I mean, I do think that, yes, uh, from a community standpoint, uh, it probably does make sense. Unless, of course, the community in itself is ready to transition to uh, such an, a reality, it wouldn't make sense. For that, you need the infrastructure to be in place where, you know, every individual can go about doing, uh, what they want to pursue, pursuit of happiness or whatever it is that they want to do, they do it without affecting, uh, you know, other persons and people around them. So it's, it is a very complicated question when you put it in terms of a uh, situation uh, which involves a community and such. But, you know, getting back to the point uh, of, you know, it being or how we define it in our own lives uh that's why you know i saw it from that perspective and i think you know when gautam gautam's point where he said that you know the two people that he's been influenced by so very closely when he sees them um you know going through what he in his perspective sees as a very difficult relationship uh it just makes sense to me that hey you know uh like gautam i probably think of it sometimes i'm like okay when when you see people around you who are who are married but not happily married? Uh, you you tend to think, you know, what on the flip side, how would things work? Uh, but that being said, Gautam, uh, you know, do you think you will come under some sort of compulsion from your family to get married at some point? Going by you know what your sister experienced and going by what you said as well.
2: For sure, for sure. I think uh, I I will come under the under the radar. Uh, Of my parents but I think one thing I can control to an extent is when I want that right I think uh, again the idea of it it still scares me the idea of you know having my own family it still scares me but I'm like I'm gonna like delay it as much as I can um to, to till I reach a stage where I feel like I I I see I don't think I'll ever feel like I need it I will only reach a stage where I feel like, okay, I don't mind getting married. I I don't think I would have the person I I know the person I am. in twenty seven years, I've I've like I've genuinely liked being alone, and I'm I'm quite okay that way. I'm sure you both of you would agree to an extent. It's it's nice being alone, um, but I I don't think I'd ever reach a stage where I feel like, oh my god, I need to get married. I need a life partner for the rest of my life. I I would never reach there. But if something clicks with someone where I'm in a good space with the other person and I don't mind spending time with that person, then I would look at it saying, uh, you're giving me my space. I'm giving you your space. And you know what? Just to satisfy society, let's just let's just put this on paper and let's call it a marriage. I think that's how I would essentially want to operate. right? And to add to Achu's point about need, I think the biggest problem right now, the question of need arises right now is see right now the way things are how we were 21 when we were 21 years old we were this is how we were right I mean we had our, our own jobs and we were staying wherever we were staying and none of us were married and things were still happening like we were still existing we were still doing fine but suddenly people started kind of conforming to society and people started getting married and now suddenly we are the outcasts and that is what I fear I, I don't want to be an outcast I don't want to be like a I would love to be unmarried at 35 or 40, but I don't want to be looked down down by society for being unmarried, which is why I feel like, see, a utopian world is where a society lets a person do whatever he wants, right? Like, don't care, you do what you want. And the other end of the spectrum is what we have in India right now, where people are expecting you to get married by the time you're 27, 30. I feel a fair middle ground is what would exist in a country with a little more... uh, Development somewhere like Scandin- Scandinavia or even in the US, where people do it when they want to do it. Right? I mean, I feel like US is is a good middle ground between US, between India and uh, like a utopian world of a person gets to do what he wants to do. But to the add uh, to the idea of a social contract, I actually I don't I, I wouldn't agree completely because the social contract could still could have still been with your initial family, which is your mom, dad, and your your uh, sibling or whoever it is. But that kind of, then the question of how do you raise a kid, that would come up. And if your idea, I feel like my parents got married just because, and I don't think my mom had much of a say in the matter. And my dad, I spoke to my dad recently. He said like he was feeling alone because he lost his mom, dad. His sisters were married and he had no one. And that's when he felt the need to actually have a life partner, and I've always felt that maybe that is when you feel the need. That he was working so hard, but he came home alone. That is when you feel the need. Okay, I actually. But if he, if all his friends were single and all his friends were living together, or all the friends that had their individual lives, then I don't think he would have uh, felt the need to get married. Like right now, my two of my close friends got married a couple of years ago, years ago, and I feel like. That's it. The the level playing field is gone. And now I'm, I'm, I'm an outcast. Yeah. I mean, luckily you both are also. So I'm, I'm grateful for that part. Uh, but you get the idea, right? I feel like suddenly we'd be outcasts, And like so many of our batchmates are married. Like what the hell? Like We were all in college and happy together. And sadly, you guys have committed to something so big. And you've kind of left us. Uh, you guys have left us out. Uh, That's what I
0: feel about uh, marriage right now. I saw a very interesting video when I was uh, researching for the podcast uh, by this uh, YouTube channel called uh, School of Life um, about marriage. And uh, it spoke about why we bind ourselves uh, into a contract. And uh, they spoke in a very American sense, but I think it also applies here. So uh, the point they made was they've made it, the, the society, the government has made it very difficult for people to break a marriage. And they said, uh, that's for a reason, right? So this is where the emotional volatility of a person comes in, right? So suppose you have a problem in a marriage, right? You have some sort of issue with your spouse. And if you're the kind of person who's very volatile, and if it was very easy to leave your partner, then we would just leave them by emotionally reacting to the thing, right? We wouldn't, let, we wouldn't try to sit with the problem, analyze what the real issue is, try to come, come, come up with a solution. And you're not trying to figure out a long-term game, right? We would never do that. If the option was very easy for us to just leave that person and go. And I think this does not apply just to marriage, right? That is why I find it very interesting. You take any commitment you make in life. Suppose you have, you're building your own company. You're starting your own fucking YouTube channel, or you're starting your own podcast or whatnot. There'll be issues, right? There'll be problems. And if we immediately like say, no, I don't want to be a part of this problem anymore. Let me just leave this and go, I don't think things can ever go forward. And oftentimes we realize with other things that when we actually stick on and we try to give our time to it, things we can actually make things work. And I think that was a very important point that, uh, that video made, you know, that is why a contract must exist. What do you guys think about that? Um, I find
1: that Pretty fascinating um, you know I, I it, it, it does make a lot of sense to me yes I mean without a contract uh, you know there's always an easy way out for uh, people uh, so a contract makes it all the more harder so I guess it comes down to the individual commitment that you make so for instance you know when people uh, think about getting into relationships I don't know if they look at it uh, as a short-term commitment or a long-term commitment Uh, and then you know work as the relationship unfolds so that for me is a fascinating um, prerogative that people would have as they get into it so that 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 sets the tone for how the relationship unfolds and if it's something that they believe that they should work towards in the long term then i think yes you know they irrespective of uh Contract set in place, uh, they would do it. But you also have to uh, understand. I I mean, uh, I think you know, uh, the Indian community is quite different from say the Western community because marriage as a contract is signed between, or traditionally at probably maybe a decade or uh, two back was signed between people who probably have n- never met each other or who don't know much about each other might not have had a physical relationship with each other because i think that also is a very important aspect of a marriage and they get into it and then you know that that unfolds as time progresses but you know it would be easy for somebody to just sign out and say hey this is not working for me after they you know get into it uh or you know you could make it a little harder with a stricter contract as such.
2: I I'll tell you where I mean why I have a problem with this uh, with this notion. I feel like it's kind of justifying, and I could be wrong here, but I feel like it, I feel like it's kind of justifying the existence of a system, and not really questioning the system at all. But it's kind of like okay, this system exists, and now we will find out reasons why this system exists, and we'll look at the positives of the system, right, and. I think that's why I have a problem with this. But I'm thinking of if there were ever a level playing level playing field where at, at 35, everyone is unmarried, then it'll be a great time for people to reflect, reflect saying, okay, now I'm 35. I I feel like I can do with a partner. And that's when I would want to get into it. I really want, like mathematically, this is what scares me, right? People like uh, on an average get married anywhere between the age of 25 to 35. That is just, uh, let's say, an, uh, an average human being's li- average human being lives to like seventy. So more than half your life, you're planning to spend in a commitment to another person and not really living life the way you want to live, it, right? Uh, because the the idea of an additional opinion also will start coming in. Like uh, I keep quoting the example of a movie. Like if I want to watch a movie. I can go watch a movie but if i'm in a relationship with another person uh, whose needs are also very important to mine like whose needs are also kind of it kind of alters the way i i look at things um and then like now i have to consider that person's choice also which is it just sounds very un- like inconvenient uh, i think that that's that's where i am coming from the inconvenience is just too high and I'm also like personally, I am a kind of person who uh the way like if I if I care if I care deeply for a person, the way that person thinks, the way that person operates has a very big influence on me. Right. And like even when I was with in this relationship with I think my father's like that. The way my mom, her like the way her mood goes, like my dad's day just changes. But he's he's got so much work he can do shit on his own. But like, he's like, oh, is your mom doing fine? Like, is she in a good mood? Like, and I'm like, I, I can't do that. Like, I cannot, I don't want to be there, but I am, unfortunately I am. Maybe it's like a DNA thing. But I don't want to get into a space where the other person's actions, the other person's moods, the other person's reactions has such an impact on me. I'm like, that would just suck. Like, I would, I would hate to live like that, where if I were an, like, but that's the kind of person I am, right? And I think I'm just... I've realized that through the relationship, the four-year relationship I have had, that what the other person's going through, her, her mood, her, uh, her inclinations, her likes, her dislikes—they all have such a big impact on me, and 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 I, and I feel like I'm kind of losing myself uh, in a contract like that. If if you think about
1: it, Gautam, I mean, uh, you know, you are living um, or adjusting. When you're living with other people some way or the other irrespective of whether a contract hangs over your neck or not uh, for instance when you're living with your parents right you're you're adjusting to their needs uh, for instance you sense the unease in your dad when your mother is not in a good mood uh, but at the same time you know you enjoy spending a lot of time with the, the both of them equally and you know your mother's opinion you you enjoy going and watching a movie with your mother right uh but there might be other aspects of it as well where you have to adjust with your mother you have to adjust with your father so you know there's still that element of adjustment uh so to say in in this dynamic right so you know it's just about having that adjustment with somebody else right uh so when when getting back to the point of uh Acha's idea of this contract being in place so that uh, people do not get out of this, uh, find an easy way out of this adjustment. I don't think even naturally so people would find an easy way out. Like you could, you could definitely move out of the house and find your own place if you choose to, but you don't because uh, you get something out of it. You enjoy the, uh, you enjoy the presence and the, uh, the company of, uh, you know, both your parents so, you know, you choose to be there. You choose to make the most of it. So even if there were no contract as such, people wouldn't leave so easily because, look, you're investing in a person. When it comes to friends as well, right, we are all investing in each other. We are investing our time, our effort, and we, are, we enjoy that. There are parts with that we don't enjoy and there are parts that we enjoy. And collectively, when I mean, you look at it on a very holistic basis, it just makes sense to us, Right. And I think that's the, that's the case with every relationship, irrespective of whether it be with a partner, whether it be with your parents, whether it be with your uh, siblings, friends, whoever, you know, any form of a relationship that you have, there's a lot of give and take. If you just focus on what you get rather than what you have to give, or if you focus too much on what you have to give, uh, I think you lose sight of the meaning of it in the first place.
0: Yeah, so... Um... So the first point you made in your reply to Gautam, even I totally agree with it. The things much that Gautam mentioned in my head is like, yeah, that is something like those, those are the kind of compromises you'll have to do with any good relationship that you have. So I feel there is nothing. I don't think it is specific to marriage, right? It's about any deep relationship that you have that you will have to make even with us. Now, if we, the three of us start hanging out for a long time and we hang out every day, there might there might be issues starting to creep in between us and, you know, you know, we might start feeling the same way, you know, but uh, I'm sure we would not uh, adding to Sachin's point here. I'm sure we wouldn't just, you know, let, let break the friendship, right? We would try to make things work. We might take our own time. We might fight our egos and at the end, figure it out. But Sachin uh, coming back to your second point. Um, I don't think, see, it's, it's very dependent on an individual, right? I don't think everyone looks at a relationship in the same way. I don't think everyone invests in a relationship in the same way. Uh, see, uh, uh, when when people are in a relationship, it there's a lot of emotional game going on, right? And the biggest, I think the worst decisions happen when you're emotionally charged. Suppose there's a huge fight and in that moment when you're emotionally charged, you tend to do things that maybe you regret later, but you take the step and that can end, that can end things, right? So, but if there is some sort of like a uh, something that is binding you maybe it brings your attention back into the whole fallout that your emotionally stupid decision can have right and also i think uh, it also ties down to one very important thing uh, i think uh, to make a uh, see i'm not married but you know uh, if you think about relationships in general the most important thing uh, is comes down to you how you manage your uh, emotions and how you manage your expectations, right? So most uh, uh, in my head, most problems happen in a relationship by it's because of expectations, you expect your partner to be in a certain way. And when they're not in that way, it starts bothering you, right? Suppose your partner is upset with something you're you're sitting here thinking, there is no reason to be upset about this, or you know, why, why should such a small thing upset them? You know, it's, it's affecting my head, you're expecting a certain thing out of them. But we often forget that we're dealing with a different person. And uh, people are different. And if, if people, I think, get that realization that all of us are inherently different and it is never going to be a perfect match. And we don't have much expectations from each other. And we tend, we let each other be, uh, you know, and uh, you know, not force our expectations. The relationship becomes relationship should be more about, this is an ideal scenario. I don't know how easy it is but the relationship should be more about giving than taking when we're expecting something about someone, it's about taking. It's like, we want something out of that person. But when it's more about giving, I think most relationships tend to work. Right? So I think even any relationship, including a marriage, if it has to work, it comes down to more of how you manage your own emotions, how you manage your own expectations, irrespective of how your partner is. I I agree. Right. I, I completely agree because,
2: um, the way we operate as an individual it's great okay it, it it's great to uh, agree mentally agree that i will give more than i get in a relationship but when the question of expectations come up i think as long as i think that's what, that, that's that's the secret behind a great marriage right or a, as let's say a, a concept called great marriage exists i think there is there's nothing that would surprise the other person as a did not meet expectation and they talk their way out and uh, they tell each other that this is how i do this this is how, this is how i operate this is how i do things and the other person's already empathetic about the fact that okay this person likes it this way and i'm going to give that person uh, whatever he wants and again expectations can can lead to misery and can lead to sorrow and can lead to like a uh, like a friction in like friction in the relationship but if the other person is equipped mentally or is aware of these expectations then I think it it should be a successful partnership like any like any relationship I think if, if that kind of understanding or being on the same page with another individual can happen any great partnership would work it could be like a it could be a business partner also right I think any partnership can work if you're on the same page um, and that kind of like I, I know a person who's who's in an open open marriage, and I was like, I don't think I'd ever be okay with the concept, but it it's so it's so progressive of them to be so okay with or so on the same page as as uh, the other person on a concept like open marriage. I think that le- that requires a level of maturity uh, which I don't think I have right now, but I maybe I will reach a point where I'm like, okay, this, this could work. But right now I fear it. And I don't think I would ever be okay with it.
0: So I think all three of us agree where like, if the expectations are managed and the emotions are managed, any good relationship can work and it can, um, you know, uh, be there for a long term now, but, but I think now the question comes to why do people decide to have that relationship with one person for the rest of their life? Right. Um, and this is the part that is, I think, confusing for me and confusing for, for most of us. Why can't we, I don't know how I sound here. Why can't we have that good relationship with multiple people, right? Why, uh, do we choose to just do that with one single person? I think one factor is that the kind of age we are in. And since we're speaking from that perspective, I think we value freedom that, uh, than anything else. I think that is why maybe we, we, we think of somewhere uh, in our subconscious or whatnot, we think of having one partner as restricting, uh, but I think as we grow older, I feel like when, when, when we get a little more less hormonal, maybe, uh, this whole, uh, idea of trying to have multiple partners or, you know, looking for new people every time, maybe the, the need for that goes down and, uh, You know, this is just a hypothesis in my head. Need for that goes down and um, that is why we start settling for a single person naturally instead of the society forcing us to do it. Uh,
1: It's interesting, like, uh, the way you put it. But, uh, look, I think it's historical. Uh, There's a lot of uh, aspects of it uh, on how civilization developed that caused such contracts to come in place in the first... uh, I mean... There's a lot of aspect of how civilization developed that caused these contracts to come up in the first place. So, you know, agriculture, uh, the concept of owning a land and then bequeathing that land to, say, your son and your daughter in law or whatever, uh, because, you know, it's traditionally been patriarchal. Uh, so, probably that caused these contracts to come in place, maybe to uh, sort of reduce the gene pool, keep it. Uh, separate whatever so I mean yeah there are many aspects of it as to why it came in came to me the first place and whether you choose to be polyamorous or uh, monogamous or however you choose to go about it and think in this day and age you have the freedom uh, at least as G- uh, Gautam said he knows or he's uh, come across people who share that that form of a relationship and you know successfully keeping it uh, in place but, you know, when it comes to uh, relationships as such, I think there's many aspects of it. Uh, you bought one aspect of it uh, in into the forefront, which is expectation. But there's also the aspect of uh, how we treat uh, the people around us. You know, there are uh, type one personality, type two personality, they are dominant personalities, people who seek dominance, people who, uh, put up their ego about everybody else so there's the concept of revenge that comes into place and there are others who empathize quite a bit uh who let things be the way they, it is and who enjoy the world as uh it, it's pre- presented to them and they make peace with it so yeah i think it, it all comes down to her the individual makeup i guess uh but but at the same time you know it, it's important to make that choice uh it's it's one thing when the community forces you to get into such a union but it's another when you choose to get into it and when you choose to get into it uh, what presumptions do you uh, make when you get into it uh, in the first place all of those i think are the most important makeup for uh, for this
2: i mean good thing that you brought up the community thing right i think it's interesting how unknowingly the community plays such a big role in everything that we do right in, in Right from language to the the kind of food we, eat, the the kind of uh, uh, priorities that we have, and I was just thinking about how I think my take on marriage, or my the way I, I look at marriage, has a lot to do with the kind of people I've interacted with who've gotten married. Right, I know a lot of people who've gotten who've gotten married because they had to, and not because they wanted to. Um, but I, I also know people who, you know, like from the time I've known them, they're like, I want to get married, I want to get married. And they got married. And and I feel like, but the majority are the ones who've who've gotten who've gotten married because they were asked to get married because by their parents. And that is one way of of like how the idea of marriage has, has uh kind of settled in my head, right? The other On the same front, the other thing that really bothers me is how strong an influence community is because these people who I know, for instance, this former colleague of mine, from the time I've known her, she kept saying, I don't want to get married. I like being independent. I don't want to get married. I like being independent. I kept hearing this and I kind of lost in touch with her for like six months. And at the end of six months, I hear that she's married. And I'm like, wait, but weren't you the super independent person who didn't want to get married? And suddenly I'm I can see her like getting married and going on a honeymoon. And I'm like, what changed? Like, why? Like, weren't you weren't you le- leading this fight for women who, who don't want to get married? And she's like, no, but my parents thought it was the best thing for me to get married. And I'm like, that is just so sad, man. Like, if we keep losing, I'm also looking at it like from a like Avengers battle kind of thing of. Of people who are fighting a war for delaying marriage and not wanting to get married against a, against society who kind of forces a marriage on you. Um, but if we keep if we keep having people who join the other side, who just get married and join society and they st- and and like they are part of the they say, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. I I I hope there are there are lesser people like that, and as time as the generations pass and as education becomes much more significant in our decision making. I hope that there'll be more people to fight for this side of the uh, of, of the battle, right? Where people who fight for making it a choice and, and not society's norms. Uh, yeah, I, I hope I we get to, get to a place like that. And I feel like some countries, like maybe Sachin can, because he's in the States, he can kind of uh, fill in here because that's where i'm sure that's where us is right now or if you look at the european countries that's where they are right now
1: uh, yeah i mean it's interesting uh, but gautam like uh, the initial point that you made you wonder why it's very communal uh, i think that sense of uh, community uh, in fact um, you know over time as it develops if it develops the right way helps promote individualism so if there's an effective, you know, when I'm just comparing the two countries, uh, if there is effective governance, then uh, individualism comes in the forefront because, you know, governments uh, come into play because it it has to keep in uh, mind the common interests of the people, which is building good infrastructure, building a good social structure. And if uh, it's able to do that without uh, in a very secular uh, way, then I think, you know, communities are important but good governance as well. But that's beside the point. But anyway, I mean, uh, it's it's difficult to say that, you know, it, like the person changing their mind at some point because their parents uh, want them to do it. I think it's more, um, there's a lot of psychology in it, you know.
0: Now I understand somewhere it's it depends so much on an individual's journey also, right? Like there are, there have been so many instances in my family too, where um, there has been pressure. People have, maybe gotten married uh, due to uh, family pressure, societal pressure, whatnot. But I think uh, the decisions that I have made in my life, uh, even regarding my career and whatnot, that wasn't really according to what how my family would have thought was ideal. Uh, And over time, I've built this resistance to um, kind of, I'd like to think that I've built a sort of resistance uh, to the whole pressure part of it. So, and I think that is why I'm not letting the marriage pressure also hit me. So that's the point I'm trying to get to, right? So that I think it's a very individualistic uh, approach. It, it totally depends on how someone's life has been and how they have, uh, what they've gone through. But this whole situation somewhere in my head uh, comes down to people management, right? Uh, very plainly put, it comes down to people management, right? It is about people understanding each other there are millions of factors right, that influence the way someone thinks There are societal factors, uh, economic factors, social factors, whatever, whatever you might call it affecting maybe our parents. Right. And they are deciding based on all of that. And uh, often sometimes we hear of these cases where things go wrong in certain families, right? That is somewhere a lack of understanding the other person. Right. That's what it comes down to. So if we can all come to that place, where we put that little extra effort of understanding what we need, what, why is my kid saying this? And also the kid should think, why are my parents saying this, right? Why are they asking me to get married? What is that perspective, right? What, from which angle are they coming from? Because many of those marriages have worked, right? Um, But it is also equally important that the parents also pay pay attention to what the kid needs right so that kind of understanding if we are generally able to reach I think a lot of the problem gets solved and even if your parents don't agree suppose you want to marry someone or you decide like I don't want to marry it is also about how you put across your point to your parents how you put it across if that society is important how you put it across to the society I think ways can be figured out to get out of it Smoothly, which it might be difficult, but ways can be figured out. So I think it comes down to that skill, that tactic, people management, and awareness, understanding, and all that.
2: I, I'm completely. I love the term people management, and and I feel like it's a it's the right title that a concept of a concept like marriage can have, um, and that could apply with any relationship as well, right? Uh, but and and when you look at me as an individual, and I'm sure we all, to some extent, uh, I think conformity to society is is something we all consider quite important. I, mean, I, I can speak for myself here. I'm so sorry. I, I don't think about the other two, but uh, but for me, like conformity to society is something I value. Uh, I don't think I value, but I, I don't think I want to reach a position where I don't value it. But right now, I I definitely value it. I I like being. I like the acknowledgement that society would give me. I, I I like being the best in in what in that bracket of of acceptability of society. Right. I think that is something I aspire to in, in everything that I do. Which is why it scares me, right? Which is why I, I feel like I wish I were a free thinker and I wish I were a little more bold uh, to commit to a decision like, okay, you know what? I won't get married and things like that. But I am I'm not. So I feel like I'm more of a a very malleable. My decisions could be very malleable, and my uh, and my take on certain things could be very malleable. My, my other concern is, I, I like I like I mentioned, like the previous generation, I've seen different forms of marriages. My own parents and my my aunt and uncle, and and when they preach that you should you should get married and things like that, that bothers me because I'm like, wait, you also didn't have like a great marriage. Why are you preaching me? Why are you asking me to get? But I also see my best friend who's married and like he's happily settled in another country, and, and I'm like, maybe it's not that bad. But yeah, I, I feel like we can we can go on and on about this topic because our interpretations are are highly based on what we've seen and what we've experienced secondhand and not really firsthand. So I feel like it's it's very interesting that we we are discussing a topic uh, like marriage and. And I, I think, like, I, I hope I'm the last one to get married because then I really know that uh, all my friends are married. So maybe that's why I should get married. Because if, if like, if both of you are unmarried and if I am asked to get married, if I'm in a situation where I have to get married, I'm like, oh, God, no, wait. Those two are still independent and doing their
0: own shit. And I hope I'm the last one to go. Bro, I really don't mind uh, doing that for you. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Again, as long as I feel like I, as long as I feel like I, you know uh, when I know I need it and when I know I'm totally comfortable with it and hopefully it is before you so that you get your peace of mind. But I think, (laughs) but I think, but I think think, uh, Gautam's answer perfectly uh, illustrates the whole situation, right? See, it's, it's such an ongoing journey, right? And there are so many things that are, you know, that have, that are influencing our opinions right now. And uh, this is going to go on right till uh, maybe someday I'm hoping uh, that there is a eureka moment where we get one sudden clarity and we know what we are going to do about it. And until then, it's going to be a journey. Maybe if next year we have a podcast, maybe the, maybe two of us will be married and one of us will be asking questions. Who knows? right? It could be anything. We're all figuring things out. And I think uh, uh, to end it, I think it's been a really amazing conversation with you guys because I, you know, uh, the kind of uh, things we spoke about. I think, and I think, uh, so proud of Gotham. Also, the kind of stuff he mentioned and he was able to bear it all, right? And I think that was so important. And uh, I really, really, uh, you know, enjoyed this podcast. I think, uh, I think it was a, it was a good one.
1: I, I enjoyed it a lot. I agree with uh, Achu quite a bit. To labor your soul like that, it's uh, it's quite hard. And uh, you know, when you do it, when you choose to be vulnerable, uh, that's when you're uh, the most courageous, as uh, Brené Brown says. Uh, so you know, Gautam, all kudos to you, man. I mean, uh, it it did make me think about myself quite a bit and uh, the circumstances that I am in and the relationships around me. Um, I think I'm going to look at it at a different light based on uh, the experiences that you've shared with us today.
2: Oh, Sachin, wonder! Don't be so far.
0: <laughs> but like, it's, it was super
2: fun, guys. I mean, I, I re- it, it it feels like it's been a while since we've we've actually chatted about something so so deep. You guys have given this chance to me to kind of open up and share about things that I. I have an opinion on. This was super fun, and I'm like, I'm hoping we have more topics to talk about. And then, like, it'd be so cool if, if we actually do a, go go on a trip in and, and like, we actually just talk about stuff. No, like, I, I feel like, it, it it feels like such a luxury right now, and it feels like such a, uh, such an unreal concept right now because we've we've all been locked locked in for like so many months and and like we are that that seems like heaven right now to actually go on a trip good times good times nice guys
1: thank you for joining us today listeners we hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did we look forward to hearing your thoughts and opinions on marriage please send us your thoughts and feedback to simple at gmail.com as always stay safe keep it simple Bye guys.
0: Bye.